What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Never Mate Varsity. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Hey, everybody. My name is David. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O. Hello, it's Ginger Snap. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Heartbreak underscore underscore Kid. And Aaron is in Israel. And Adam bum, is not bum, in Israel. Bum, bum. Adam is not in Israel, so he is filling in for Aaron this week. Adam, who are you? Um, I am Adam. You can find me on Twitter at at a shine house. Good luck spelling it. It's S H E I N H A U S, not like it sounds. Siri pronounces it Sheenhaus. Just for your information. I didn't know that. The more you know, the more you know. Uh, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Had a little bit of break. What kind of break? I just feel like I haven't spoken to y'all in a while. I think even we recorded last week, but I don't know. I feel like a lot's happened since last week. Yeah, it's been eventful. Um, I just drove. I I just drove four hours, and I just got on now, so I'm a little. I'm a little tired, but it's okay. I'm good. I spent the weekend with family. Oh, you have family in Atlanta? Uh, just outside Atlanta. Yeah. Good stuff. Atlanta. Uh, Jay Chillin. Oh, and Adam, we normally do like a how do you how do you know us thing. So how do you know us us fine boys? Man, that's a great question. How do I know you? Well, let's see. I think me and Colby were roommates our first year of college, and we Perhaps. all did band together. And me and Maverick were roommates. Yep. Me and David were not roommates, though. We were not roommates. No. Lucky, lucky for you. Three of us were in the quad chat. Oh, the quad chat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's never speak of the quad. The quad chat. Okay, there are so many people like my internet friends who I never actually met on at Carolina who are like quad chat followers. Man, that was good times. It was a good time. That I was deleted wild. that app immediately after like that first night of like two thousand messages. I had to end it. Back when the internet was fun. Back when the internet was fun and we hadn't experienced college yet. It was a time. I miss. I miss those days. But yeah, Adam, how was your week? Uh, you know, my week was just fine. It's been a nice weekend here. Uh, just living the life. Not much going on this weekend. Are you in Charlotte or Atlanta? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, I felt. Uh, never mind. Uh, oh, wait, how did you? How know. did you, of all people? I don't know. I thought <laughs> you you. When are you ever in Atlanta? Is my retort to that. Uh-huh. You know what? Touche. <laughs> I'll, I'll every other weekend. I I will be here this weekend and potentially the next two weekends. So it, it, it's a wild month for for me. Staying home. That never happens. But you know what does happen occasionally? Basketball happens. So the finals, the NBA finals, have ended, and the Toronto Raptors are certified best team in the world question mark i would say so yeah yeah i guess that's the point of the nba finals especially now that i don't know they always kind of slip in that language of being world champions um with the nba finals and it's our first nba finals champion outside of the united states this is true oh canada 
Bill Can's a much better anthem than the Star Spangled Banner. It is. I'm glad I'm not the only one that shares that opinion. Listen, no song that everybody sings, like that should be like a communal song, should have an octave jump. Looking at you, happy birthday. I knew you were about to say that. <laughs> it's a bad song and it should feel bad. But the the Raptors did it. Yes, I they did. they did the thing. I am so sad I can no longer use my um my Barney Raptors tweet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it against, you know, one of the dynasties of this decade and of the last twenty years in the Golden State Warriors. Um the one four two, I think some of us guessed in six, but we went with Warriors. So I went I went Warriors in six. I, I said Warriors in six and I know didn't Kobe I think I also said, said Warriors said war- in six with you. Uh yeah. Did we all so, say Warriors in six except Aaron? Except Aaron who said Raptors in five. Okay, well, I, I will take, I will take what Aaron says, and that's mine now, so I win and all of you lose. I pick the Raptors. The thing is... He was I still wrong. It's fine. He, he was still wrong, yeah. <laughs> but he's less wrong. I don't have to admit wrong. anything. <laughs> less wrong was still wrong. I mean, look, we did not foresee the injury troubles of the Warriors, but I also don't think we expected the Raptors who, for... A good portion of his team was the first time they made any significant playoff push to be able to go this far and actually do it on their first try. I mean, nobody expected that from Fred Van, Fred Van, Fred Van Yeet. God, that took me three go, times man. to say that. God. Yeah. Commit to the bit. <laughs> he was incredible since he had his son, apparently. Yeah, He's averaging but, like 20 a game. Can we all agree, though, that he shouldn't have gotten a finals MVP vote? <laughs> oh, no. God, no. Those are like all the years that like whoever was whoever was defending LeBron and won a championship got to the finals MVP. Just so we know. <laughs> Steph yeah. Curry. Sorry. Fred Van Vliet has more finals MVP votes than Steph Curry. It's time to start a dialogue. <laughs> it's, it's we're going to start a dialogue. Yeah. So again, it's a testament to the team as a whole because again, it's one of those kind of team aspects. You have a superstar in Kawhi Leonard. You have a strong supporting cast. You have an all star like Kyle Lowry. Um, but none of the players on that squad have, were drafted even in the lottery. Fred Vliet was someone that w- went undrafted. Uh, won the G League championship. Got called up to the Raptors, and now he can call himself an NBA champion. And then they do it against a team like the Warriors, who we were all, I remember it, it was this time last year when DeMarcus Cousins signed. We're just like, oh, uh, just give it to him now and come in full circle. Oh, Maverick, you know what that oh. sounds exactly like? It sounds like Duke and Carolina in college basketball, right? Duke just reloads every single year. And whereas Carolina had gotten those three and four star recruits, and it's like those competing philosophies, and, and both can do it. And this year it just looks like the the one where you developed the players ended up winning, which I think is interesting. Also, the Raptors pulled out the box and won. 
Jesus. The Bach. They pulled out Triangle in two as well. They pulled out the Triangle. They did Triangle in two. We were joking about that. Regardless of your feelings, it worked. The the game before, we were like, what if they break out a Triangle in two? (laughs) And then you got freaking Van Gundy on the the broadcast going, ah, yes, the Triangle in two. You don't really see that very often. And I was like, are you freaking serious right now? I've literally never seen a Triangle in two in game. Like, I know about it, like, in concept, but I have never ever seen a triangle in two in an actual real life game do we have a line in three <laughs> as well? uh, I, so in my own personal record book i cannot give the raptors his championship <laughs> because of like, the boxing one <laughs> because of the boxing one that is the most cowardly thing i've ever seen <laughs> but i mean they won the war of attrition I mean, shoot. Yeah. You got Kevin Durant, who I didn't think was even going to come back this series. So I was surprised he was even out there. And then you got Clay Thompson. And at that point, if you're listing those two, who do you have left? Like Draymond is good, but he's not exactly an offensive powerhouse. Like, how do you score? Like Steph Curry can go off for 40, whatever, like he did that in game three. But that doesn't help you any because you're still going to get beat by 20 because, you know, like. I think that even if they had gotten to a game seven, I think the Raptors still would have won. I So my thing has always been like you need – or my, always. In, in recent years at least, you need at least two people to be able to just roll them the ball and tell them to score. And the Raptors kind of found that in different games. Like in, in game one early in the series, it was Pascal Siakam. As the series went on, it turned into – freaking fred van vliet and Serge Ibaka, and Serge Ibaka. so like they always had two people who were out there that could score if you look at game three um where the warriors won is that right warriors won game three they won game four i think I'm no, 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 no 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 they, no, they either, won game five either way i'm thinking of game i'm thinking of the game where steph went off for 45 that's game uh that is game four i yeah, believe I that was game four um, which they lost that game anyway, but it was just like there is nobody out there that can that can get their own shot that can just tell them to get a bucket that's not named Steph Curry. So when you pull a boxing one out there, however cowardly it is, it works because you are doubling him wherever he goes. And like if you if you can't get that one guy the ball and you can't come up with anything else to get you a bucket, like you're gonna lose. Like, this seems like a combination of out-coaching, where I'm not sure if, like, Nick Nurse did anything amazing, but Steve Kerr could not figure out a way to beat this offense or beat this defense. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, you have, when you get, even, like, look at game six. You have Pascal Siakam score 26. Kawhi Leonard score, I think he also scored 26. And then you have Kyle Lowry score 23. Like, that's three scores right there that you just had that could go out there and, like you said, get a bucket by themselves. I don't, I can't think of anybody on the on the Warriors other than Steph Clay Durant that can actually go do that. Well, yeah, and I think if you can make, yeah, if you can make the Warriors a one dimensional team, that's how you beat them. I mean, you were saying in Game Three, the the Warriors lost because the points leader and the rebounds leader and the assist leader is Steph Curry, and that just it can't happen like that, and you, and you expect to win the game. Unless you're LeBron James. Unless you're, you're LeBron welcome, James. Aaron. You're welcome, I, Aaron. I think a 
healthy Boogie can do that, but I still think Boogie is not close to no. where. No, he used to dominate, man. Like he was re- like a bully in the post, and that's a and testament just to what an like Achilles a, injury does to you. Yeah, yeah, he's just not there yet. So speaking of Achilles injuries, to go forward, looking at next year, like do the what are the Warriors going to be next year? Because if Clay plays next year, if he plays next year, he you probably aren't getting him until March or April. KD, there's no way I think he plays next year. No. So you have Steph and Steve Kerr coaching. Like there's <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing that, like Boogie's not on the books next year. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they still have Kevon Looney. Question like mark? The, Iron Man Kevon Looney. Jeez, yeah. With his broken collarbone that apparently is not broken. So yeah, what are the Warriors going to be next year? So here's my this is my conundrum because I think Clay signs back with the Warriors anyway because he's a free agent this year, right? Mm-hmm. I think he signs with the Warriors anyway. I think they offer him five years max contract. Cool. That means you got Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on max contracts. All well and good. But then you got to talk about Durant. If he's gonna stay and you're trying to offer him that max deal, that's three max contracts on your on your. Wait, no, that makes it. Yeah, that's three. And you got Draymond, who thinks he's a max player. <laughs> like, I mean, he's going to want money. He's kind of a max player, though. But, like, he, but <laughs> like I'm saying, like he's going to want a, a sizable amount of money, even if it's not the max. He's going to want a, a lot of money. Yeah. What do you do from there? Because, like, I, I know luxury tax. There's a salary cap. Is there not? Like, there has to be a point where you're just like, I don't have enough money to pay for this it's a it's a soft cap but that luxury tax gets very very high as we saw from um my dude in cleveland yeah i mean so listen i mean like i if i was the warriors front office i would just bite it and pay the luxury tax but i don't know if they're gonna do that especially with kevin durant now coming off of a achilles injury like i think durant goes honestly I mean, but I don't think he goes this year, though, because why would he? Right. You know, I think he I think he uses his one year option and then takes this year to rehab and then sign somewhere next year. I I look, Steph is like an MVP caliber player, but he's also going into his like 10th, 11th, 12th year in the league. Like he's he's not a spring chicken anymore. No, he's, like getting he's, he's getting up there, and so is Clay, and so is KD. I think is on the wrong side of thirty as well, or at least getting close there. I think he's turning thirty, or if he have, if he hasn't already turned thirty, it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how they look. I mean, plain and simple, it, it I think it just opens the floodgates and makes the race for contention next year that much more open. Um, because so it's not there's not a foregone conclusion of who's winning next year. Well, so here's the other thing is so next year, do you think more people do what the Raptors did and spend the money on people who they think will be rentals or or maybe not stay super long because now the the NBA is pretty wide open? Like Okay. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I hear you, but I don't think besides Anthony Davis who we're about to talk about like right. 
who what other caliber player like that is out there that you can say, okay, this we grab this dude and we're gonna we're gonna be in contention to win a championship. I think Jimmy Butler, if he's on the right team, but I don't think he's found the right team. That's been on the asking right team. a lot of Jimmy Butler. Well, he's a, which I, I I I don't doubt his resolve. I think that he thinks he's the top five player in the league, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Whether he can do it and whether he thinks he can do it is a different story. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I mean, I think Anthony Davis was that person. Kyrie Irving technically, like, he hasn't shown me that he could be that person, but who knows? Like, I didn't think I didn't think that much of Kawhi this year, but he's shown me that he's one of the top five, if not top three best players in the league. Book it. So... Speaking of top five players, let's move down to L.A., where the LeBrons are now the leading contender for the chip next year. So this trade came down the pipe yesterday afternoon. I was trying to have a peaceful lunch. Dropped it and walked out. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, here you go. Wajbomb. Wojbomb, sorry. Wojnarski. And the... Warriors, or not the Warriors, the Lakers send Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. So I pretty, I feel pretty comfortable because I played with the trade machine a little bit. This <laughs> trade had to include some picks. They had to give up three, including this year's number four pick. So the Pels are picking one and four this year, um, along with Lonzo, Josh Hart, and Brandon Ingram. Do you think they use that fourth pick to try and trade up? Um, they could. Like, like what if they? The what if they? Maybe what they're if, something because they have three in the lot or two in the lottery. Um, like, what if they go get? What if they go get Zion and RJ? <laughs> Put them both on the Pels. Do you want Zion and RJ on the same team? I feel like we just ran this experiment. For the comedy, I would want it on the same. For for the pure comedy, I feel like the it Pelicans shouldn't happen. are already like the New Orleans Blue Devils. You got Jaleel Okafor. You have Zion coming in. Um, you have Brandon Ingram now on the team. So they got enough Dukies. But on the LA side of things, like the Lakers are a contender right now. I, oh, this I automatically can, feel- puts them back into. You know, top three team, I think, in the West. And I feel confident saying that even though they now have five players on the books now. Five, yeah. Well, because LeBron and AD are those kind of players. You get two superstars, a post player, and LeBron. Do you, I mean, all he needs is like a version of Mario Chalmers and boom. Like, <laughs> you, got, you got what you need. But the thing about having only five people on the roster is that you have a lot of money to play around with. So you have LeBron at $37 million, um, AD at $27 million. The next highest paid player is Mo Wagner at $2 million. Then um, Kuzma at one point nine, and Isaac Bonga, who I've never heard of, um, at $1.6 million. Joel Berry his money. <laughs> Give Joel Berry the max remote him and start running things in the West. But legitimately they have the money to go get a Kyrie or a Kimba, which I don't think, I really don't think Kimba's leaving Charlotte. I don't, I want him to, but he won't. He's not leaving Charlotte. There's no way. 
he loves that city. He's coming to Dallas. (laughs) 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 But he is, he's staying in Charlotte. I don't think he's going to take the max. No. Which is wild to me. So I, after this experience in Boston, I would not be surprised if Kyrie wants to go back and play with LeBron again. And I it's think definitely both, the point guard that he wins with. That's the kind of point guard LeBron needs. The Kyrie, yeah. the Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis pick and roll. But listen, if you have Kyrie there who can be ball dominant when you need him to be ball dominant, like we looked at the Lakers last year and said LeBron's not playing defense. So LeBron wasn't playing defense because he had to exert all of his energy on offense. If LeBron can defer to someone else or – in this case, two other people on offense for a while, he can play defense again. He can afford to play defense again. He didn't have to babysit. (laughs) (laughs) Screw those kids. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love Dragonfly Jones' commentary on everything because he's like, man, screw those kids, man. This game. I don't care about a pick, especially like this year's pick. Like, no. It's no, no, the no, Danny no, no, Ainge no. thing where it's like assets are more valuable than players, which I never – I don't know. That, like at some point, you have to pull the trigger on, on using those assets, quote-unquote. Someone and I feel mentioned like he like, there's like someone in high school right now that, don't, that doesn't even realize they're a part of this trade with like the 2024 pick. <laughs> <laughs> Bronny um, Jr., Bronny. But yeah, that's the NBA. Uh, we have a lot to see how all this stuff shakes out. When's the draft? On Thursday. Thursday. Oh, jeez. Pistons are winning the championship. You heard it here first. They might. I think the Pistons are going to be better this year. Thought the Pistons can't be worse. Oh, they can be worse. <laughs> they can be worse. Uh, I mean... Okay. The, the Hornets are picking Luke May with the 12th pick. <laughs> I, I have tweeted that draft speculation is sports fanfic. I, <laughs> I do not like the draft. I think the draft is dumb. But, like, after, like, I don't think this is a very exciting draft. Like, Zion's going number one, John Morant's going number two, RJ's probably going number three to the Knicks. I think it's exciting for for a Carolina fan just because you got three guys in the first round that could go. This is true. The um, the Bulls are looking at Kobe White for sure. Well, now they haven't projected to go to um, whoever has the higher pick above Phoenix. them, Phoenix. Yeah, which would be Please, interesting. God, no. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> Please, no, keep keep that beautiful man away from Phoenix, Arizona. Keep him away from Devin Booker. I mean, I think Devin Booker's fine. It's just that organization is one of the worst run organizations in, in American sports. Yeah. Anyway, draft's happening. I guess we have something to talk about. Well, uh, and then free right. agency just a few days after that. Yep, yep. So, uh, Stanley Cup happened. Stanley Cup happened. Go Blues. Go Blues. I was hoping you weren't a Boston fan, so I was like. Me? I hate no, 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 no. But did you see you that know, the, the Blues were ten and four away from home during the Stanley Cup playoffs? That is amazing. That's actually Very pretty. Cra- that's pretty crazy. That ends my hockey coverage. I have nothing else to say about the Blues. One in seven games. Cup. Is that correct? 
Yes. The Blues what? They won in seven. I thought they went to seven. Yeah. Yeah, they won in seven. With a little bit of a beat them down there at the end. Which Bruce I did not expect. Back. Yeah, it was nice to see. The little icing on the cake. It was, it, it was very satisfying. Is that a hockey joke? No. Ah, icing. Oh, uh. God. Okay. I'll, I'll, David, <laughs> see, you can see yourself out and I'll see myself out too. Yeah. <laughs> um, screw Boston. Moving on. Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> So Adam has been you, texting me <laughs> Take <it away. laughs> all week about how he has been preparing for this baseball corner. Uh, if, I'm sure you can hear the papers that he's wrestling around. It's one paper. It's just really wrinkled because it's, it's, been, it's been through a lot this week. So, buddy, I'm going to hand it off to you. you. You have fun. Oh, how much time will I have? You take As your much- time, buddy. Oh, you don't want to say that, David. Come on. We'll be here all night. Uh, Four minutes. Four minutes. Until okay. nine o'clock. Okay. Well, I, I got two things I want to talk about and then one fun thing at the end if I have time. So the first thing, Michigan baseball. Have you all watched the College World Series at all? Not since Carolina lost. Okay. So Michigan came in unranked. First round, they beat number 22 Creighton two times. The second round, they take out UCLA, who was the number one team in the, the Super Regional. The, and the number one overall team. Um, and the game that they lost, the game Michigan lost, they had five errors, ten walks, and a ball. So you can't say they beat themselves, but they beat themselves. So I think that was pretty impressive. Um, and then they opened play in Omaha by beating Texas Tech, who's number eight in the country, five to three. So they play Florida State next. So I think if you just watch them, they just look like they're having such a good time, and it is just such a joy to watch them um, on their little – play cards they have so the the manager makes them have play cards on their on their belt um there's things like good job so the manager will signal in a sign and it will say like good job on their card and so it's it's just it, it seems like a good time um but in addition to that they were talking about this on the broadcast yesterday and i think it's worth mentioning so their starting catcher joe donovan his brother charlie um unfortunately died in 2015 before he could um start his baseball career at michigan he was apparently an amazing prospect, um, but again, he, he died before he could start at Michigan. And so his brother Joe is the starting catcher, wears number zero in his honor. And during senior day, which was a couple weeks ago, um, they honored Charlie uh, on the field with his, um, his jersey and a shadow box. Um, his parents were out there um, on what would have been his senior day. And so I just thought that they were honoring him in a really cool and special way. Um, and it really looks like they're playing for each other. So if you can watch Michigan play baseball, I would definitely recommend you watch Michigan play baseball. And you all know I do not like Michigan sports, but it's really fun. So, for reference, Adam is a big uh, Michigan State person. Go green. Go green. Go white. Go green. Go blue. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so that was that's the College World Series. And then – I actually wanted to talk to you all about this because I think it's interesting, and I've talked to Colby about it briefly, but we talk a lot about, or the media is talking a lot about how baseball is dying. Um, attendance is down this year, 2% since last year. 2018, it was down 4%, so they were below 30,000 on average for the first time in 14 years last year. And so, obviously, the headline is baseball is dying because nobody's coming to the games, which is understandable. I don't buy that. 
Well, I agree with that one. I'll let you continue continue his point so I can hear his whole point. You want me to finish my monologue? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I don't think baseball is dying. I think that that is a very small piece of it. 2018, they had record revenue year of $10.3 billion. And in my mind, and how we consume sports, that is a much better metric of is a sport dying or not than bus and seats or tickets sold, whatever you want to, however you want to count attendance. Um, I think baseball and football too. So NFL year over year attendance was down last year. NCAA football from, I think 2016 to 17 was the last year that they had data was down. So the outdoor sports are all down in attendance. And to me, that makes sense, right? Because if you think about it, it's 94 degrees in Atlanta and I can go drive Half an hour to SunTrust Park to watch the Braves. Spend I don't know twenty bucks on a ticket, uh, like twenty bucks, ten bucks on two bottles of water because it's ninety four degrees outside. It's hot, Lana. Exactly, hot, hot, hot Lana. Pay for parking, and so it becomes like a fifty dollar per person outing to go watch a team that's playing okay baseball, or I could just sit on the couch and watch yeah, it. Inconsequential game for the most part. Exactly, because they play so many of them that they they just don't matter. A lot right. of these. Yeah. And so I think, no, baseball is not dying, right? So they had record revenue in 2018. Um, and then baseball has its consumed on the radio, is the most popular sport in the radio. Um, it's got a big TV deal. And then I think something that we don't think about a lot is the slower pace of the game allows for advertisements to be put literally anywhere. Um, there is an advertisement on the Yankees game that if the Yankees score seven runs in the seventh inning, one lucky fan will win $7,777. That is ridiculous. That is not even a necessary advertisement. But they can do it because they have time to do it. And so I think it's interesting. How do, how do we measure sports and how do we measure the popularity of sports? Because at this point, it's not just about ticket sales. It's about all the other ways we interact with, with the game. All right. Here's my first thing. And this is not a baseball thing. This is like all American sports. The stadiums are too big. Almost every, at least big time, college football, basketball, NFL, I think especially baseball, all the stadiums are too big. I think if you want to increase revenue, get rid of some spe- get rid of seats and um, take the ticket price up. And we saw that in Carolina when they put in the seat backs, like, that was a deliberate move to lessen, like to get rid of some seats so that you can charge more and make it a little bit exclusive. I know they're talking about doing it with the Dean Dome too. I think with the way that people are changing watching sports, we're like, especially with the NFL, people would rather sit at home or sit at a bar and watch Red yes. Zone for seven hours. Oh my God, Red Zone is like crack. Red Zone is like crack. I love it. I had it for the first time this year. It was amazing. And you had so Red good. Zone for the first time or you had crack for the first time this year? Both. <laughs> <laughs> They're, and I can testify that they are both equally amazing. And like... That's a joke. Please don't. Yes, please. <laughs> I have not had a crack. <laughs> I shouldn't okay have now. to say that, but I will. <laughs> so like, it's like how, Aaron's saying he doesn't have a bed and prop him. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> How do we measure sports? That is a great question. Like, how do you measure, like, success of sports is a very good question. I feel like, I mean, if you could look at TV ratings, like market share, but, like, TV ratings on the whole are going down, too. And I think part of that is 
one, there's probably a bunch of illegal streams going on of these games because yeah. people are cutting the cord and they still want to watch their sports. I don't know. It's hard. Well, Kobe, to what you're, you're saying about revenue, right, you can make the stadium smaller and charge more. On the opposite side of that, the concession prices at these stadiums are absolutely out of control. And I think that is – Oh, yeah. I mean, look what they did, the Falcons and Atlanta United in Mercedes-Benz. They charge – it's literally $2 for a bottle of water and a buck for a hot dog. And the Falcons led the NFL in concession revenue. Yeah, because people can actually freaking afford them. Yeah. <laughs> That is the only place that I will go to that I will actively be like, okay, I won't eat lunch because I can eat at the game. I don't have to spend $17 for a hot dog that sucks and a drink. I agree with that. I'm of the mindset that I feel like that's the way that it should go as far as like uh, getting up the revenue. Because I feel like if you if a beer doesn't cost $10, <laughs> like you'll sell more of them. <laughs> I went to a concert last year at where the Nationals play in D.C., and I think for two beers, it cost me $39. Oh, my God. Jeez. Were they good beers? Like, uh, or was it Bud Light? <laughs> no, I think it was. I think I got Shock Top. Just $39 for two Shock Tops? $39 That's for a lot two of money tops. for Shock Top. Um, I, so I, I mentioned the stadium thing just because I have the Dodgers game on the background and Dodger stadium is that what, is that, is that the right name? Is the Dodger stadium? Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's huge and like it, it does not need to be that big. It really doesn't. I think Carolina, like UNC's baseball stadium is really like well-sized. I don't know if y'all agree with that, but I feel like it's a really good size. I still think I like the Bosch. Yeah. Bosch. Um, I mm, the Keenan is too big, way too big. The, the thing about the Bosch is that it's good for post. Like Carolina's good enough that like when the postseason co- rolls around, like there will be games there, and it's nice to have those seats there when you need them. And like when they play state, like it's, it fills up. So yeah, I feel like it almost doesn't matter as much there because it the footprint isn't that big. It's like if they don't fill it up, it's sort of like whatever. The atmosphere is still fine, but they can fill it in the postseason. Yeah. But yeah, Keenan's too big. Keenan's still probably too big. I think Ke- I think UNC needs to be about at forty five thousand, if even that. Personally, I don't know what the with the new seatbacks like what it brings it down to. Uh, but mid, um, either mid to low fifties, I think. Mid to low fifties. Okay. Interesting. Uh, down from six, it was at sixty three thousand. Was it really sixty three? Mm-hmm. Holy crap! I didn't think it was that it was much. A, it was a pretty, it was a pretty big football stadium. I thought it was high fifties, but I holy crap! Now, Colby, if you take like the Dean Dome and you make it smaller, right? So you raise mm-hmm. ticket prices. Mm-hmm. My worry is, and I, and I think you're right. In most cases, the stadiums are too big, but you're just you're taking out either student seating or you're taking out seating for young alumni or people that can't afford to. And they won't be able to. They'll be priced out of the market, and it's just going to be season ticket holders, Rams club, and people that have a lot of money. This is true. I don't. I don't know a way around that, though. No, and I. I. It's. It's different. I think almost for Carolina basketball, or I don't know, name the flagship sport for each school, because you have such a such a demand, and you want to create an atmosphere. Right? If you make the Dean Dome, you take out five thousand seats. What does that do to the atmosphere in the Dean Dome? I th- okay. I think like 
I feel like Caroline is a bad example because, like, even if, like, even for, like, a family of four to go watch them play Yale is going to be probably north of 50 60 $70 in the worst seats. So... Because it's Carolina? Because it's Carolina, yeah. I don't know. But if you want to go see, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm trying to think of non-blue blood, non-blue bloods that I would think Steak. of. To, <laughs> oh, PNC is <laughs> but PNC has, has other stuff. PNC in there too. is also gigantic. Like PNC is is. If you want to talk about quality of program versus size of stadium, PNC is um <laughs> a little too big for NC State. Well, I, I think you just got you, you just have to right size the stadiums then because I mean there's obviously not going to be a blanket rule that we just take out seats everywhere. I mean there's probably some cases where you need to add seats, but definitely on a case by case basis, I think they need to be looked at because you have places that I mean like you said, Keenan is just way too big. PNC, while it is mixed use and that's that's why it's so big, it's just way too big, and those things detract from the atmosphere and. I, and those are the types of places that I think you can easily take seats out, put boxes in, and be done with it. Yeah, I, th- I feel like haven't they been talking about putting boxes in in the Dean Dome anyway? Yeah, they've been thinking of restructuring get to have luxury seats, whether that luxury looks like boxes or something else. I think they're still trying to figure out. Put the rich people up top so the students can go lower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think all all college stadiums, the lower bowl should just be students, but whatever. Anyway, that's a good conversation, and I'm glad we're having it. Uh, we're going to start a dialogue. <laughs> we're going to start a dialogue. All right, let's talk World Cup and get out of here. Have y'all been watching? Yes. I've been, yeah, watching on and on. On and off and on. I can't talk. I just got. I just drove five hours. Give me a break. <laughs> Which okay, let's talk about this for a while because I got really mad. Um, so I went out to his father's save at the time of recording, and we went to a restaurant with my dad. And at I was at a seat where I could like see the bar and like see the big TV, and the big TV was on the Golf Channel. Today's the U.S. Open. Absolutely I think? incorrect. It's the yeah, it's the U.S. Open. That's incorrect. Wrong. And it's not the U.S. Open. No, I'm saying what that the TV showing that is incorrect. Yes, it was on the Golf Channel, but it was like one o'clock. Like there's nothing happening on the Golf Channel. Like literally, they're talking to old golfers about the U.S. Open, about when they were at the U.S. Open. Nothing was happening. So I was like, hey, can you change the big TV to the World Cup? And they're like, sure, awesome, yes. Watched the World Cup for like five minutes, and apparently this old dude sitting at the bar was very invested on the muted golf channel and got them to change the channel back to the golf channel where nothing is happening. I'm and sorry, I, this is you're talking about one of the best US teams possibly of all time. And you want to watch golf highlights from the 70s. Every non-goalkeeper has played already in two games. That's how deep this team is. They've scored 16 goals in two games. And you want to watch the golf channel. <laughs> not, not even the U.S. Open. It wasn't even the U.S. Open. It was the golf channel talking about old U.S. Opens. I w- okay, I was incensed, and I still am. Anyway, this team is really good. Oh, yeah. And, and there's plenty of Tar Heels there, too, to help uh, keep our bias going and everything. 
Not to mention America. How did y'all... We have, there's uh, Crystal Dunn. We have Tobin Heath. Um, Allie Long. Ashlyn Harris. I'm missing one more. Let's see. Jesse right. McDonald. There we go. Uh, but the team has been really good. Alex Morgan may have already won the Golden Boot after one game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she had five goals in her first game, and they she sat this game, which is probably for the best. Uh, but if you watch the game today, um, Chile, Chile. Their, their keeper is amazing. Yes. She is yeah. so good. Uh, a lot this, of credit to her. Very easily could have been a seven-eight goal game if not for her. I am worried about this U.S. team's defense, mostly because we haven't had to see it work yet, uh, and we're definitely going to see that going against Norway, I believe, or Sweden. Sweden, Sweden is a, is a Nordic team. I am thinking of. I'm not quite aware. Is Pia still the coach of Sweden, or did she retire? <sighs> The last time I checked, she was, but the last time I checked was four years ago. Because that's the thing that scares me, because when we played in 2012, it's, I mean, she knows us. She knows how we operate, and she brought that kind of slow. It's like if you could put a Virginia offense into soccer, it's what Pia Sunhaga does with her teams. Uh, no, like she, she, will spend, she is no longer um, coaching them. They spend like 80 minutes just wearing you down, and then the last 10 minutes just literally. They get you. Yeah, they get you. Well, it's almost like a double-edged sword, right? Because the first two games, the U.S. just kind of coasted. And so now you actually have to turn it on. And I think the question is, can they turn it on when they need to turn it on? I do not feel like this team is going to have any issues turning it on when they need to. I think this has a good – this team has a good balance of vets who have been there before and knows Mm -hmm. what it takes and some um, young blood that can bring some energy when they need it. I'm excited. Championship or bust with this team, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, every U.S. women's team is championship or bust. But they, they are amazing. Um, but a couple things going on in other parts of the world that aren't in the United States. Uh, the Brazilian team is looking good. Italy kind of came out of nowhere and has been playing very, very well. Um, so... I believe they got out of their group stage, so they'll be in the round of 16. The United States will be as well, as well as Sweden. Uh, who else has played? France is going to be a very tough team, to a tough out, as they say, in the sports world. So, In the quarters, nonetheless. I mean, yeah, that's a tough quarter game, if that's what it comes to. That might be for the, for the World Cup. I, I think it very well could. Those, those are your two teams right there. They both can't play each other in the championship. You do what you can. All right, y'all. Anything else you want to talk about this week? I know the non-conference schedule came out for Carolina, but it's the summer. We don't have that much to talk about, so we need to save some stuff and talk about it later. <laughs> Other than soccer and, I guess, a little bit of baseball, we have entered the purgatory of sports. And so... We, we want y'all gods. to let us know what you want us to talk about. If you May want us to debate sport. stuff, if you have hot takes you want us to have, or wh- anything like that. Or if you want to add a baseball court to become 25 minutes or 30 minutes, we, we can accommodate. <laughs> we do this for you, for the people. 
Oh, uh, so I think next week I talked to uh, Sarah McCullough. I think we're going to get on here and do a little bit of a content episode since it's going to be a little bit slower. I know she E3. wants to talk about Rocket Man. E3 just ended. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Let's give it its own episode. Yeah. Just go Let's deep on it. it. Yeah. All right. Let me talk about Final Fantasy VII for 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It, uh, go, Aaron, you are not Aaron, but you are Adam. <laughs> we lived Adam. together once. Just, just let that, just let that sink in. Still don't we know did live together once. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at a Shinehouse. Thank you very much, sir. And if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. See y'all next week. Five-star score baseball corner. God dang it. I've just been trying to say this joke for like 10 minutes, and I can't. (laughs)